Well, hello. Fancy meeting you guys here. How nice to see you. I hope we are all doing good. How amazing was yesterday's styling workshop with Kimberly? Oh my goodness. If you've not seen it yet, the uh, video's up in the Facebook group. Or if you're not in the Facebook group, send us an email and we can send you a link to it. Um, even if you're not a food stylist, even if you're not planning on including pictures of food in your photographs, every second of it was golden and worth your time because what she really was teaching us was how to make something ordinary look incredibly engaging and beautiful right in front of us and take a picture. She did it all within, like the actual styling was about 15 minutes, would you say? She made it look very easy. Um, we're so lucky to have such wonderful people sharing their magic with us. So this is our week five application call, which means we still have another call next week as a minimum. We also have a mindset call on Friday, just catching people up with the calendar. Um, I think the calendar on Facebook, possibly as of right now, says that next week's call is a week further along because way back at the beginning, I was supposed to be going away this week, next week. But of course, everything's cancelled, so we can do it as per schedule. I'll update it and let you know, um, make sure that everyone can still attend. Um, and one final little bit of housekeeping I wanted to share with you. If you didn't hear last week, Sally and I have been recording some um, bonus material for the podcast feed. So what we've done is, because there are questions sometimes in these calls and in the Friday calls that we don't manage to get around to and we want to help as many of you as possible, what we've done is we've tried to kind of blend together some of the most common questions. And then we talk for about an hour and record our answers. So lots of mindset stuff. The first one should be going up today. It's just gonna be there for you to listen to. We've got another couple already recorded and we're just gonna roll them out until we feel like we've answered all of the pressing questions. We're both really loving doing them. And especially the second one, I'm, you know, when you finish something and you're like, oh, that was good. That was really good. There's so much stuff in there that I think I needed to hear, like hear myself say as much as anything. So I hope they're really valuable to you guys too. Okay, so I will get on with sharing my screen. We have Sunny here in the comments. So if you have any questions, pop them in there. And um, let me just do this. If I haven't chosen your question this week, um, obviously, as always, it doesn't mean that you've asked the wrong question or any, done anything wrong. There was almost space to, to answer everyone this week, very nearly, but not quite. Um, but next week, please do resubmit it. I literally just went for the ones that were most relevant to where most people are up to in the course so that we could kind of focus on why people are getting stuck. Um, but the other questions were all great. So if you're still struggling next week, please do resubmit. I would love to answer those for you then. Um, and as you might've noticed, as the weeks go on, the attendance at these calls tends to go a little bit down and the submissions of questions tends to drop off a little bit. So you have much higher chances of getting coached in these later calls. The fact that you guys are all here means that you are the super dedicated ones so congratulations you're already doing you're already above the curve ahead of the curve that anyway okay so let's start with cheryl are you here cheryl richards if you're here just unmute yourself and give us a wave no cheryl oh i hear you <laughs> me <laughs> so we can't see you is that intentional 
Um, I don't know how to work Zoom at all. I've never been on it before. <laughs> right, I'm going to ask you to start video and it should pop up, but you are very welcome to just talk without video if it's too horrendous for you to contemplate. Oh, no, no, that's There she fine. is! <laughs> see me? Oh, good. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You've already learned something. Now you know how to work Zoom. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, would you share what you put in your question for everybody okay so I'm really struggling getting any sales um I'm struggling getting anybody off Instagram to my website um yeah I just I don't know am I attracting my community um am I going about it the right way I don't know is my Instagram page look fine I, I just don't know I think I just need help <laughs> with everything because I don't know is what I'm doing is it right am I heading in the right direction I don't know okay well awesome I mean first of all the product placement you're already wearing it for this call genius get it yeah. in front of me as possible <laughs> love it um we are at week five guys you are the experts here now Please, let's light up the chat with all of your ideas for how Cheryl could showcase her jewellery, her earrings, in a way that's going to engage people, it's going to encourage them to buy. I know you said, so this, you sell just through Shopify? Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. And how much, what's your unit cost for, say, a pair like this? Um, it, it depends what finish you have. Um, so I think these are 56 Okay, and is that kind of average? They're like between um, the cheapest that I'll do. Oh yeah, for the fringe earrings, oh, it depends actually. I think these they can range from forty eight up to fifty six. Is it? Um, and then okay, I do about fifty quid. Yeah, so around about fifty pound mark. The, the reason I ask that is because obviously with handmade jewelry, there's a whole spectrum of pricing, and there's the whole spectrum of value as it's perceived by the audience and we see that with our we see it with so many things don't we where um yeah. your branding and the way you pitch it is gonna inform people's expectations of price so that I think is something important for us all to consider as we think about building our page um and how you get across that you are making a really bespoke, beautiful, intricate, artistic, artisan piece of jewellery right. with, I'm assuming, you said it depends on the finish, so with like uh, precious metals on the coatings on the... Yeah, that's right, and then I'll do clip-ons in base metal or sterling. Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm going to hop in the chat box in a minute. I am waiting for all of you to put all of your genius in there. Here are a few of the things that come to mind for me. I wanna see you making. I want right. to watch these be made. And that could be as simple as you get your phone. Um, yep. Somewhere in the course I linked to, you know there's like bendy tripods? Yes. Um, were, were you there for the call yesterday with Kimberly? No, I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. No, that's fine. You're not in trouble. But um, she just had her phone, like, stuck here, and we watched her style from above. Um, and what – I mean, I think I, I, we were emailing about it before, and I was like, just just get masking tape and tape your phone to the ceiling. Press, like, record and tape it to the ceiling. But if you could do that and show us quite close up – it just has to be your hands and your desk – 
how these are made. And if you did it as your phone will be able to do it as a time lapse, or you could do it as a video and just speed it up. Because I think it's very easy for someone to look at a finished product and forget the intricacy, the time, the skill, the talent that goes into making it. I also think you need to kind of think about your branding as this is like a luxury item. Like how clear do you feel about who your customer is, what you what they get? I know you said in your question, um, you're not sure that your product helps your customer. Yes, I'm not sure how to get, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, this is one where everyone, not everyone, a lot of people get stuck, especially makers and artists. It's really easy, right? If you're a doctor, you know how you help people. If you're a firefighter, you know how you help people. (laughs) What difference does having beautiful jewellery make to you? Um, To me, I feel more confident. Um, I suppose more beautiful with the man. I think it adds to that. Um, Definitely the confidence thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the value you give to your customers. Okay. Right? Like, if you can feel that way, you can guarantee that there will be thousands and thousands of other people who are looking for that feeling and want to buy something that's going to help them feel that way. And it's true of everything, right? It's true of, like, why do we have a favourite coffee mug? What do, it's because it's how it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. because of how it feels in our hand it's because of the ritual it's because when we get that mug down in the morning we feel like yes like this is how my day is gonna go and this is how I want my life to look and the small things that we choose they have meaning and they have significance as individual but it's always about how we're gonna feel so I think for you like maybe even that could be something on its own to bring to one of the Friday calls because for as long as you don't think that there's real value for the customer you're going to undersell right okay so uh, with the friday giving a gift on a friday i was stuck for what ideas i could give i know how to show how my products made but that would attract other beaders i should imagine not people who'd want to buy i'm not sure how to present a gift <laughs> or yeah. offer a- what would your weekly gift be that is an interesting question i mean yeah. it could be um how to do something really simple so rather than attracting other beaters at your level it could be you know attracting complete beginners right okay um or it could be let me have a look has anyone got any ideas pop in the comments what you think i'm going to think on that one it'll come to me um i mean it could be you could you could do like a, a weekly like um like a style board, like a mood board. So, you know, you'd be like, here is what to wear with these earrings. And then it's like, you just find different products in different places. Or once you know who your customer is and what she, presumably most of the time, she um, is really interested in, I think you'll know what to put up there. But right now, like, because, you know, you're not having a great deal of conversation with your audience, it is a little bit like you feel like you're stumbling around in the dark a little bit and I totally get that it becomes clearer the more you get to know them let me have a little look in the chat box and see what the geniuses in our group are sharing so um Tamara says I just shot myself photo oh sorry so Kate says could you screenshot yourself on this zoom call so that people can see how great they look on zoom calls oh my god Kate I love that yes and talk about like 
how to stand out on Zoom, how to be memorable, why it's important to have like a striking visual image for showing up online. Love that. Um, Ida says, maybe some photos of you making the earrings and work in progress photos. Definitely. I would love to see one of those like in every six of your pictures. Right. Like either a time lapse or a photo or a work in progress. We want to hammer home to anyone that looks at this page that these are handmade and handmade in a really luxury, like crafted way. So right. show them what why it's different to what they could buy at like, you know, Marks and Spencers. Because not everybody knows. Not everybody knows that off the bat. They don't realize the difference. Right. Um, Sunny says, get onto Pinterest for some ideas. She said, I recently shot a jewelry campaign and I used mirrors, fabric, even wine glasses and pearls. Yes, I, pears, sorry. Um, a Pinterest board, it can be private if you want, so no one else has to see it. And you just go through and look at how other people are showcasing jewelry. Their jewelry can be completely different to yours, but yeah. just look at how they're showing it. Like what other ways are there? of making it stand out? What other ways are people kind of weaving it into a story? You know, when we talk about moments, not things in the course, yep. and a lot of the time what we tend to do when we have a product like this is we photograph them as things. Maybe you can see that, like they're all beautifully shot product photos, but they are most of the time, they're more like, here is a photo of my earrings. Yeah. Um, so how can you make them into more of a story? Keep those ones in there, but add some extra, more storytelling ones in there too. And that could be shooting them on different people. It'd be lovely to see a bit more diversity in some of your models so we can see like lots of different people. Yeah. I know that's not always. Yeah, at the moment I just use myself and my daughter <laughs> because yeah. it's deep. Um, but yeah, I was thinking of approaching maybe um, some influencers and maybe giving them some free earrings. Really lovely, yeah. Just see what happens from there, yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, great for reach. Great if you get some beautiful content out of it, everybody wins. Yeah. Um, Josie said, I'd like to see how you make them and your beads. Anna says, yes, I think a time-lapse of you making them to show the time that goes into them. Yeah. Reels, snippets of your behind the scenes of your technique. Um, and reels, you could talk through like the different finishes. You could talk through the different styles. You could right. show us, I think on your grid really beautifully, the different inspirations that kind of inform your color choices or inform the different styles that you do. Um, James says, I'd love to see your process. Eustace right. says, I would really like to see the earrings with their inspiration. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, because there's one down here, isn't there, where it's like this. I was thinking like, you know, some of them look like a sunset. Imagine you like holding yeah. it yeah. the sunset. Um, or even just the picture of the sunset. Like it's going to work so beautifully in here. Um, right. Jen says, all of the styles and colors on the feed we can see on the Zoom are quite similar, which might mean that it's quite restrictive on who you're appealing to. From a personal perspective, those aren't the colors I would wear, but there are things that I still like about them. So yeah, if you have a more varied range, don't be afraid yeah. to showcase that. As I go through the seasons, um, I 
I'm tending to do colorways around that because I'm quite new. I haven't got all these colors out yet. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely planning on working. I've got tons of colors of beads, so I will be um, working. It's just going to take a bit more time, I think, at the minute. Yeah. And, and that, like, that's completely okay. Remember that that's completely okay. And yeah. that you can, like, how cute would it be to do like a four seasons in earrings kind of like picture? And I think as you build up your stock and your stockpile, it will be more and more easy for you to kind of play around and be creative with it. Um, Trisha says, one, behind the scenes video of you making them. Two, a reel of you wearing different earrings snapping between them. Yes, we're gonna do the reels challenge once we wrap up week six, reels challenge is happening. And that would be great. You could just be like clicking your fingers and your earrings change. That would be so cool. Okay, thank you. Three, zoomed in video or photo of these beads close up where it looks like art until it's zoomed out and you show it's an earring. Love this. Very good. <laughs> just the beads before the making, all those colors. Yeah, like I, if you even just like you, the, you pouring them through your hands, like yeah. close up because it's so tactile and like that is so scroll stopping. If I'm like on my feet and then suddenly there's like, maybe slightly slow motion, someone just pouring this beautiful color of beads through their fingers. I think I would absolutely stop and stare. Um, and what happens when you try things like these amazing ideas that Trisha's come up with, Trisha, your brain is so creative, I love it. Then <laughs> you start to notice what works, right? You're like, oh, like that brought a lot of people to my page. We're gonna need to speak in a minute about that final step because bringing people to your page is not the same as selling them something so we, we'll come back to that but as you start to notice that then you can start to go I'm gonna you'll feel it you'll be so enthusiastic you're like I could do more of that why don't I like do another one with pouring but I could like pour rainbow beads or like it's pride month like let's do something with rainbows or whatever you know whatever speaks to you um Kat said can we see some images of your workshop design sketches making process behind the scenes talking about your inspiration your motivation yes 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 please yes, okay. um and i guarantee like already i'm looking behind you like the painting on your wall echoes the color that's actually like, my canary smearing inspired by that <laughs> <laughs> right there that's a story that you can tell and yeah. that could be on reels it could be like painting and then it could see you making them and then you hold them up or um Mitra says, definitely video of you making and photos of wearing earring styles with different outfits for different occasions. Um, Rachel says, I want to see the value more. Now, you know, I love you, Cheryl, and I am your absolute audience. Luxury hippie earrings, I am there. However, when I first saw the price, I was a little shocked and had to put it on my treat yourself list. Yeah. Now I get the value, but I need to be sold on that a little more. Does that make sense? Right, okay. Yeah, I think I need to get across how much time as well it takes. Yeah. And, yeah. And what's the packaging like? Um, my packaging, I tend to go for a rustic look. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to up that a bit. Um, well, we don't know because it's not here at all. No, I did have a reel of it on and I took it off because I didn't think it fit in the grid. didn't make it look so nice. So, well, remember, so remember, reels don't have to go in your grid. You can take it off your grid without taking it off your reels. Oh, right. Okay. Um, we'll cover that in our reels section. But um, 
Yeah, I think looking at your packaging and looking again, because it's that expectation of price, you convey that right yeah. from the first interaction, don't you? Like the quality of the pictures, the way you speak about the product, the way the whole page is presented, the way the packaging looks. As people start to go, luxury, this is this is for me. Right. Okay. And you don't want that response that Rachel had, which is, oh yeah, I really like these. I could buy these. And then they go to your website and they're like, oh, <laughs> more than I wanted to pay. And I don't think your price is a problem. I think your price is absolutely like a bargain for the work you put into these. But I think there maybe is a mismatch right now between like how much you value the earrings, therefore how much you're communicating the value to your customers and yeah. therefore their expectations of price. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rachel says you could be more explicit in your bio that they are handmade by you. Yes, and where, like say handmade in England and like right. that means something. Different right. people wearing the jewelry, images or videos of you packing orders. Can you give some to someone you love and that relates to your boho style Then they will take photos of you wearing them. I know Carrie Elizabeth does never does shoots with models she just shares photos of her clients with their pieces like how genius no cost right style ideas <laughs> uh eustatia says i said i second style ideas as a weekly gift you seem like a very stylish person that's where that came from i'm like you know you've got amazing hair you photograph beautifully i feel like you you have a really unique style and you pulling it together but it could equally be like you know, like one one week it could be five things for your living room in the colours of these earrings. And then the next week it could be like five, like things for a picnic that fit, you know, like just, just take five every week. Yeah. It's like five yeah. recommendations for you that maybe are themed around like the colours in your earrings or like tying it back. Because the gift doesn't have to be specific to your product in the sense that like, like it's you know absolutely the same thing it just has to be a sense of value and then building that trust and I think you featuring some more kind of brands that hit that mid price point in right. something like that again starts to build that prestige that expectation like you're not saying here's five things from Primark you're saying like here's five things from I'm trying to think like from who's that price bracket uh Bowdoin like that kind of level yeah but less, but less Bowden, not, not Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a disconnect between the artisan higher price point, higher quality and what the photos convey at the moment, says Rosie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Colour combinations, as a buyer, I absolutely want a little fashion and style in there. Or even just shout out the people who have worn and tagged your earrings that week, yes. So right. we said it'd be lovely to see your workspace on table. Um, Gemma says, use Andy Goldsworth as inspiration to do an arty visual of your jewellery. Heather says, as a non-artisan, just a shopper, I do look at the price and just seeing a product, you could think it's the same as something from Accessorize. It's the work and skill you're putting in that sets your pieces apart. So I guess that's what you need to be showing. Completely yeah. agree, Heather. And also the fact that they won't break within five minutes and just shower beads everywhere. <laughs> because the Accessorize ones would, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> like mass produced, poor quality, lowest of the possible price point materials. Right. And yeah, it's, so sometimes it's about educating our audiences so that they understand okay. the value of what we do. Yeah. 
how about sharing your inspiration or designers that inspire you there is so much here I can't even read it all out yeah um Trisha also says consider what is stopping someone from purchasing a common concern people have with handmade is the quality of the finish and the clasps I think that says um make your copy about that so that it answers those buy now hesitations like a close-up of a clasp can be beautifully architectural yes and talk about like why you chose the ones you have the struggles you had which ones you bought in the past that didn't work out like your testing process, your prototypes, talk about how you wear them yourself every day so you know how they last. Like talk about what happens when they get stuck in your hair and how you manage to get them out. Whatever, you are the perfect spokesperson for the quality and the magic of what you make. Right. And at the moment, I feel like you're kind of going, I just make this thing, but it's fine. You don't need to look at me and it's probably rubbish. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um sunny says i think there's an important differentiation between the expense of artisan pieces that you create and how people quantify it as a luxury item the making and the story of your art will show this yes josie says i like that you've got an eco-friendly highlight and i'd make more of that if i were you yeah your, your weekly gift could be an eco thing it could be like you know five I don't know why I keep saying it has to be five. It could be one thing, one thing to do this week. Um, that, you know, one small thing that you could do for the environment this week, or one brand, highlight one brand that people could shop from. Right. Your friendly or whatever, however it lights you up. I feel like we've thrown a ton of ideas at you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's some great advice there. I'm definitely gonna cracking on that <laughs> yeah it's fine if your brain is spinning what I would say watch this back or read back through the comments um and then the final piece of course is it's all well and good getting your branding perfect get getting your imagery to the point where it conveys the the work and the luxury and all of that but then you also have to keep telling people that they can buy them and inviting people to buy them every single time so let's just take a look yeah so, oh, you did it. This design is now available. Good on you, excellent. Um, every, every time you can think of an opportunity, mention it. Try it at the top. Try it like the first thing you say, now available. Try like playing around with exclusivity. Try playing around with like, you know, there's only gonna be one of this design or three of this design. If you want it, you've gotta buy it now. Like all of the things, but I, I think what's missing is like you, feeling like you have something so precious and the world should be so lucky to be able to buy it right okay yeah imagine if you felt like you had like the cure for coronavirus and how much you'd be going up to people on the street and being like do you want this i have the cure would you like it it could save your life okay. and and if they said no, you'd be like, you're crazy. This is the cure that you're so, you're, you're missing out. That's how you, you want to feel. You are like, I have got these amazing earrings. They are going to make you feel confident. They are going to make you feel special when you wear them. What do you mean you don't want to buy them? Like, oh, I'm going to go and speak to someone who does because these are flipping amazing. Right. Okay. I need to get a bit more energy into it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Show a bit. <laughs> And the energy will come from your thoughts. Right. So whatever it is you're thinking about 
the brand or your business right now is creating that feeling of like so you need an energizing thought that's your homework okay and if you want to submit it for one of the friday calls because it's definitely a topic lots of people could relate to i'm sure right okay <laughs> cheryl go and have a lie down i feel like we've just worn you out <laughs> No, it's been I've been hesitating to get in touch because I've been so nervous about it, but I thought, no, I need to do this. I need to get on with it and do it. So thank you all so much. Well, and you're doing an amazing job. Like your photos are really high quality. You're really showcasing the product well. Your like model shots of, of them being worn are fantastic. Oh, it's, just, it's just pulling it together in the right order. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you so much. Okay, do we have Kirsty? Yes, hi. Hello, my love, how are you doing? Good, good. Um, so I've already used half, an, half of our time. Tell me about what's going on with you. Um, so I, I guess I've been kind of going through the, the coursework and trying to really think about um, like the follower pathway and how to get people from like my Instagram onto like my mailing list and then onto, you know, eventually buying a product. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of, it's one thing I'm not very good at like knowing, like tracking these things either and knowing like what's the right things to, to keep track of and how often do I, like if I, if I'm putting something new out and I say to people, Oh, go get this new free thing or sign up for my challenge. I then on that day will get a lot of people, but then I don't do that every single time. Um, and so I get these like jumps and then nothing. And then, so it's, if, I'm just not sure how often I should be kind of pushing that stuff and, um, and the best way to do it, whether to use stories um, as well as my feed and uh, yeah. Kind of just maybe some ideas on, on that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like pathway. you already know the exact answer. To everything you've just said <laughs> what I'm really hearing is is there a way I can get people to sign up to my mailing list without having to ask them to sign up to my mailing list yeah <laughs> um yeah that's uh, uh yeah fair 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 assessment um it's working right you already have that in place I make something right. free I tell them about it everybody signs up they get the free thing and then I sell to them from my mailing list and they buy things, presumably. Right, yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it should, how, how often should, should that be like every single post there be a link to be like, because some of the things are unrelated to, to necessarily to what I'm posting. Um, so some of the free, freebies. Uh, yeah, so I think, so, more, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I think there's more you can do to be signposting people to the freebies kind of in an evergreen way, which I think is part of what you're asking. Like, how can you have that just running in the background? So, yeah. for example, I would definitely instead, maybe even instead of having joiners, I would have like grab, grab some free tutorials or grab my free videos or whatever they are at the right. link and take them straight there. Okay. And that's okay. quite okay. often, that's what I will have. I'll encourage people first of all to just come for my free stuff because I know my free stuff is so good that it's gonna like really set them up to be happy to be on my mailing list and to be happy to kind of you know 
carry on engaging with my work. I would have yes. a highlight, a story highlight that says freebies. Right. And is just featuring each one with a swipe up. You've got enough followers. Swipe up directly yeah. to the sign up page so they can get that. Maybe little previews of it. Okay. Um, and then mentioning it, I, I don't think there's too much. I don't think there's too little. I tend to be fairly strategic about it in the sense that when I know I've got a launch coming up or if I know I've got something, like I'm going to send an email out uh, that's going to be really valuable, like my hashtag newsletter, I will talk about it. I will say, I'm writing my newsletter. Are you on my newsletter list? Like, here's how to sign up. This is your last chance. It's going to be for the month. Um, and the more you kind of do that and engage with the list, the more naturally you can create content for it. You know, if you get a testimonial from someone saying, I can't believe how good your free video is, thank you so much, then you share that on your stories and you say, have you got it yet? Like, swipe up and get it, if not. That's a great idea, yeah. Or if you get a question, you could even do, like, on your stories, I don't know if you've picked your weekly gift, but you could do, like, a, a Q&A, like, are you struggling with something? Can I help you? And your answers, I bet, will so often either send people to your freebies or it'll give you ideas for other freebies to create. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, I'm going to make something about this, get on my email list. And when it's made, you'll be the first to hear. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I would also, are they video? Do they include video, some of your freebies? Yeah. Yeah, so most of them have video. I would get them on Pinterest as well as video pins. I don't know okay. how familiar you are with that. It's not as scary and difficult as it sounds. I am, I am very unfamiliar with Pinterest. <laughs> just like if you type into google how to make video pins um yeah. not many people are doing video based pins at the moment and because it's so static when you see something moving it really catches you and you know from your instagram posts which fragments of movement are the ones that grab people which just are really popular um yeah. and putting those with like free download free video free tutorial da -da 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 text underneath on on the video so it's like all included um which you can do in something like canva um then like that's going to grab people's attention they're going to share it they're going to pin it so then it's that like momentum where other people start passing it on to each other and you get that a bit more of that evergreen kind of momentum cool i will uh I would also say, I don't know if you already do, but if you ask your people who download them and follow them to share, like encourage them to do that, repost them if they do it. Mm -hmm. like there's so many opportunities to mention it. Okay. What do we see when we go to your website? How, how loud are you about them on here? Um, okay, so nothing here. <laughs> Hang on here. Hey, we got one. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So, but maybe you could have a page if you've got other freebies, like you, you could have a page where you take us straight to like freebies. Right. And then we can choose potentially like play around with it, alternate right. a few of them in here, you know, like have the swipe up links in your stories and in a, in a highlight, like just show us in as many ways as you can. Because it sounds like the problem isn't with your pathway, like all the pieces are there. It's just you're like people are like looking at your pathway and you're like no but look over here look, don't don't worry about that don't worry about that it's fine 
yeah. and you would instead be going, have you seen how nice my path is? It's going to make walking so much easier for you. Come on, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that, that makes sense. Thank you. You've got this. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I really learned this lesson thoroughly for myself when when you write a book and it's on Amazon you get um like author statistics and I could literally map the days when I mentioned my book because they got spikes like that yeah. and then it would drop and and literally like I was like why am I not mentioning it every day like literally every one of those represents like thousands of sales and I'm just not mentioning it because I'm worried that someone read it yesterday and they might not want to read it again today it's just a lie we tell ourselves. Don't worry. We're giving amazing value for free. People are lucky to hear about it. All right. Thank you so much, okay, Kirsty. Thank you. I hope that's okay. helpful. Gina, are you here with us? Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay. I can hear you. I can't see you. Let me just. Do you think it doesn't? There you are. Um, could you share your question with everybody, please? Uh, so my problem is that I feel that my account has been, I don't know how to pronounce that word, stagnant? Stagnant, yeah, that's right. Uh, for six months, I think. Um, I launched a new product uh, a little bit earlier this year, and I changed from being an, just an artist posting paintings to sharing about my product and my shop. And I think I have, I have found the situation very difficult. Uh, I have difficulty connecting with my audience and I feel that nothing I do connects with anyone really. But it doesn't look that way from the outside. So I'm How really curious, like if we look at some of these posts, like that had 700 views. Mm -hmm. This yeah. one's got 14 comments, 130 likes. This one's got 23 comments. Yeah, half of those comments or more is me replying to people. Okay, but that's still like, what's half of 23? It's still like 11 and a bit people. 11, yes. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I think before the, I felt, because most of these comments are with the same uh, five people maybe uh, that we are friendly on Instagram and I don't think I'm connecting with new people and certainly not doing any sales or attracting any people to buy my things. Okay, got it. So you said it feels stagnant and I know you said in your written question that you felt like you tried a lot of different things that hadn't yes. worked. Um, what's stopping you from mixing it up and doing something really different? Um, I feel like I am already doing quite a lot of things. So I do video, I do inspiration, I show my products, I do uh, like lifestyle pictures and show pictures of me painting or since I took the course last time, I started doing more of what you said of moments and not things. So I started to include more props that dread that tell a story mm -hmm. and you do it all incredibly beautifully like your brand voice is so strong here 
like this is for people who love this stuff this page is an instant follow completely but I think maybe what it's missing a little bit is like it's almost too perfect it's almost like too I don't know how much of the real you I get to know on this page. And that might be a choice that you deliberately want to make. I don't know, how does that land with you? Um, I struggle with that because I am very introverted. So even writing about my personal things um, takes out a lot of my energy. But I do try to share things on my captions. Mm. So I talk about uh, maybe my anxiety or something that, is, that inspires me. I usually share a lot of things on my stories about flowers and gardens and things that I really like that I see when I go out walking. I also share comics that I like on my stories and things like that. But I, I for example, don't talk to the camera doing videos because yeah. I feel uncomfortable and, and I'm not suggesting you have to I guess what I'm kind of like so this is a such a click appeal image when we talk about click appeal this is golden but I also suspect this is not this is not what it really looks like when you paint no no I will get a back pain if I painted like that <laughs> so there's you know there's no mess there's no imperfection there's no like inky fingers and spilt paint and kind of that bit of reality so maybe like us seeing you we spoke about with Cheryl's earrings like a time lapse or a speeded up video of you working from above like how mm -hmm. fascinating it might be to see what does your real work surface look like we've seen how like you can create this beautiful perfect reality what does it look like for real because I bet I it's usually, so much more I usually share that quite often on my stories. Okay. Well, maybe it needs to be on your grid as well. Because remember, if I'm landing here for the first time, I don't know what's going to be on your stories. And unless I get a taste of what I'm looking for on your grid, I might not even bother going to look at your stories or going through your highlights. The other thing I think could be really key, and it's such an easy thing to miss, is all of the images feel, almost all of them, feel very close very okay. detailed um and I think it could be good to kind of for some of them to step away and to create okay. more of that negative space more of that like breathing room because your work is so detailed it's so colorful it's so impactful so like this picture is the exception I feel like because look how much of this is just negative space yes and then compare that to kind of like down here, like we've just got every pixel is got has got something going on in it. Okay, does that makes sense. Does that translate well? Yes. Um, and it's a really common thing we do because when our work is, is detailed and our work is art, or our work is like jewelry, we want to get in close because we want to show the detail. But actually, like the power of going, okay, well here is my painting on a table but instead of taking the picture here I'm going to stand on my chair I'm going to get right up by the ceiling so you can see like the table but also the floor you can see the chair you can see my coffee that's empty you can see like the bottom of my dress 
can see my cat asleep on the floor. So much story and also so much breathing space so that when I come to your feed, I'm like, here's the detail, but also here is somewhere where I can kind of rest and take it in because it's almost like it's hard to appreciate any one of these pictures because they are all so detailed and beautiful and vibrant. Okay. Am I making sense? Yes, yes, it makes sense. Um, and so this, I think that's one of the reasons I honed in on this as well, because look at all this negative space, really beautifully done. And so imagine- like, I feel that my, mm, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, I feel okay. that my paintings are really small. Usually yeah. are like maybe A5. So if I zoom out too much, I feel like everything gets lost. Yeah, also you could still do, like I would do a carousel post. Hi, kitty. Um, <laughs> so do a carousel post. So we see it from further away, but then we can go in and swipe and we can see all of the exquisite details. I'm not saying don't showcase those. I, but imagine if every other post had that much negative space in it, how different to the senses, it would be when we first land on this page. I don't know, what do you guys think? Tell me if you agree or if it's just me. Let me look in the comments. Um, Kat says, it's a very beautiful grid, but it's very busy. Maybe have a few images with less stuff in them, a bit of space to visually breathe. Kat, we're on the same page. Rachel says, I'd like a little breathing space so I can absorb it all. And um, Kate says, your art would make a beautiful gallery wall. Yes. Um, like, I think that that's what you're in. I think maybe you've got, you have this thought, my art is small. And so you feel like you have to get really close. But I would, I would put a picture, I, I reckon you could put a picture of just one of those on a white wall. You could maybe stick a flower next to it with some like washi tape and step way back. So if, you, if this is your Instagram picture, your art is like this here, like a little square, and it would still get all the engagement. It would be, it would probably do really, really well because it would make people go, oh, I want to see more of that. I'm going to click, what is that? Like, it looks really detailed and beautiful. And when we came to your page, we'd have this combination of the detail shots where we can see the intricacy, but we'd also have those, those posts that need us to click and engage to see it more, but also, kind of tell us what it might look like if we stuck it on our wall. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, and the, sorry, the other thing that I struggle a lot with is since I open my shop, um, so I say that I sell things, but I don't say it very often because I don't know how to do it in a way that doesn't feel really uncomfortable and horrible, I guess, is the word I'm thinking of. Well, why does it feel uncomfortable and horrible? Well, I don't know, I guess, um, I'm not used to doing that. Um, just saying, look at what I did, buy it, get it. I even, uh, the pictures where I'm posing, showing what I'm selling, it's very uncomfortable to share that. Yeah. What is your thought about it that makes it feel uncomfortable? 
Are you imagining that other people will think something about you? Um, honestly, I don't know. I think because I started to sell uh, silk scarves and I like my design, but I don't know if other people are going to like it. And I don't know how many, in how many ways I can talk about the inspiration and so on, because I feel like I've already done that quite a few times. Well, so first of all, we have to remember that not everyone is going to read or see all of your posts. And even if they do, they're probably not going to memorize them. So the chances of someone going, well, hold on. She told me six weeks ago about the inspiration for that scarf. And now she's telling me again, like, probably not. I post pictures that I posted like five times already. And everyone is excited, like it's brand new content. So people have short memories. Social media is a busy place. But second of all, like, that thought you're having of like, I don't know how many people want to see it. I don't know how many people want to hear it. I don't think that that's helping you. I don't think that that's serving you. The only way you can know that people do want it is to tell them about it and hear them tell you that they want it. Like I've been selling this class, the Insta Retreat for like five years and I do it normally four times a year. So that means four times a year I have to tell people about my class. I have to write several emails telling people why I think they should buy my class. I have to talk about it on my social media. I have to do all those things. And I, I find that easy because I genuinely love what we've created here. I think it's really valuable. I see people struggling and I know that I can help them. And I really want to be, have the opportunity to like connect with you guys. If I was like, oh, I think it's, you know, it's quite good, but I'm not sure if anyone really wants it or really needs it the emails I sent would be very, very different. This is why if you've heard on the Friday calls with Sally, um, I'm roping her in, we're gonna do something. I think it's gonna be like a free one week thing at first and we're calling it sell your shit. And um, it's just getting people out of this block and into selling because we think it's disgusting. We think it's dirty. We think it's, sorry, I'm just plugging in. We think that, it's going to make people dislike us or that we're bragging or that we're being like Coca-Cola. If we just say, Hey, I hadn't made something that I'm passionate about. And if you would like to buy it, it's available. That is not the same thing as like forcing someone to buy. I think you, you made me realize that my problem lays in that I feel very uncomfortable pitching my work and saying, look, I, I did this thing. You should buy it. And then when nobody responds to that, I have to do it again. And what's wrong with that? Well, it, I feel again, very uncomfortable doing the thing. What's wrong with feeling uncomfortable? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it either. I completely agree. But also I know that we both can feel uncomfortable and nothing will happen. We'll do it, we'll feel uncomfortable. And then the feeling of uncomfortable will go away and we'll feel fine. You might've heard me say in one of these calls before, like imagine if an alien came down to earth and was like, oh, okay, I can see like you're, you know, you're not making money, you're not 
you're not doing all these things you want to do to escape this feeling of uncomfortable. So like, tell me how it feels. And you're like, well, it's kind of a bit of tension in my shoulders and I feel maybe like, you know, a bit sweaty and a bit funny in my tummy. And they're like, and you feel like you're on fire, right? And you like, you've been covered in acid and we're like, no, no, that's it. It's just, I just feel slightly like, what, like slightly uncomfortable. And they're like, well, why is that stopping you? It literally doesn't even harm your body. It's just a feeling. It's just a physical sensation. Yeah, you can true. do hard things. You've already done it all of these times. And I feel like somewhere behind there, there is a link between you being afraid to let, to zoom out on your work and let it speak for itself, to feel like you have to get it small. This idea of my work is small. I feel like you're not just, you don't just mean that literally in terms of size, but you're playing small with your work as well. Because you're not telling people and you're not letting it speak for itself. And you're not shouting from the rooftops about all the amazing things that you sell. This is a Friday question for sure. If you want to get coached by me or Sally about this whole thing on its own. Sorry, my dog's just barking. I would, I, we would love to talk it through with you. Um, Gemma says, no one buying is no reflection of you or your self-worth. Your work is amazing. I would love one of your scarves. Maybe messaging a boutique and try and sell them in a store. Gemma says, you can do this, Gina. We believe in you. Zuza says, please give us an opportunity to buy it. Um, this resonates so much. I hadn't realized how much I doubt my product. I think I would try to not show the paintings and scarves in every post, but alternate with pretty inspiration, like flowers in a field, a street that happens to have a color palette that resonates with you, etc. Not directly product related, but still very much related to you. Yeah, I think I agree, Justine. I think you, it sounds like you're sharing a lot of magical stuff on your stories that you're a little bit afraid to put up on your grid. And I think there's room for more of it here. It's just that I, where I live, I live in Hong Kong. So we don't have these pretty streets with colorful houses. We have tall buildings, really tall buildings. And I, I don't think no that goes very well with my grid. I have no doubt that you can find things. Like how fun, how inspiring, how fascinating and unique and completely you would it be to see this dream fantasy land of floral? Because I don't know anywhere where it looks like this. And then like, here is a high rise and coming up from a crack in the pavement is a single daisy and you've taken a picture from it. And like, here is the sunset over the tips of skyscrapers and it's in the exact same color as like a piece you've painted that sits next to it on the grid. You know, here's your shoes on the pavement and they are a bright pop of pink today. Or here's a bunch of flowers you bought yourself at the florist and you're holding them up against the background of a really gray, concrete, kind of completely contrasting world. You're an artist and I think you're trying to hide so much of your magic and I wish that you could see it with the outside eyes that we all have, which is just so much more full of belief and love for what you do. Trisha says, being an artist is hard. If it wasn't, everyone would do it. 
It's so hard to see others successful selling out in minutes when you'll sit on your website for months. I am with you. It takes patience, tenacity, finding our peeps and putting ourselves out there and asking for what we want more and more. I am following you now. Um, oh yes, yeah, Sunny says there's another account that's based in Hong Kong. I believe she might share locations that are cute and pretty that you could hunt out. Yeah, I think she's here today. Nikki says, I live in Hong Kong, it's amazing. There's the part in the center, if I remember. Oh, sorry, I love Hong Kong. And um, this is part of the center I remember rightly with all the twisty tree trunks. Um, Rachel says, I would love the juxtaposition. Um, Kat says, I resonate so much with this, keeping small and safe one needs to, when one needs to zoom out and be out there in the world. This resonates so much with me as well. I need to, I tend to zoom in a lot of my products and I don't like selling, but I'm getting a little better. We are gonna work on this together, guys. Gina, you're not alone. Your work is spectacular. Let it breathe. Let it speak for itself. Let people know that it exists because you are depriving all the people who want this in their life from finding you right now. They want your scarves, they want your work, they want your work on their wall. And every day they get up and it's not there. It's gonna stay not there until you can get in front of them and say, hey, you wanna buy this? And they're gonna go, yes. Oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly what I wanna buy, thank you. <laughs> and they're out there. Thank okay. you so much, Sada. Thank you, Gina. Thank you so much for sharing. I know it's a really vulnerable one, but you're definitely not alone. Make sure you read the comments because there's so many I haven't read out that are just full of absolute magic. Okay. We are at time. So Josie and Gemma, I know I've got your accounts up here. If it's okay, I'm gonna come to you next week. I'm gonna start with you both next week in the call. I'm gonna screenshot this now so that I have both of your names ready to go. Um, and we will talk about your questions uh, because I know what happens to my brain if I try and do this for more than an hour in one go. <laughs> um, so we have a call on Friday with myself and Sally. Looking forward to that. Look out for the new, the first of those new podcasts, which will be up on your feed if you want to listen to that. Good listening for like when you're driving or cooking or cleaning or whatever, painting. Um, and as always, thank you all for being so amazing and so supportive and such creative geniuses. Okay. Sending you all lots of love and I'll speak to you soon.